Hello, my friends. Dennis Gebhardt here, welcoming you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear. Uh, I'm very excited today because we have Anthony Prosoto back with us for uh, lesson number three of Bruce Lee's Seven Lessons. And so we're going to be spending a few minutes today talking about that. Anthony, how are you, my friend? I am wonderful, Dennis. How are you? I am good. Are you uh, ready for an exciting 2023? I am I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's going to be um, maybe a little less chaotic than the past few years. Well, we can only hope, can't we? We can only hope. <laughs> but uh, the way you, um, I, I don't know about you, but I have people trying to reach out to me right now and I'm going, oh my God, I've not even finished the holiday week yet. <laughs> so give me a break. <laughs> I'm on currently on annual leave and I'm, I'm trying not to think about what I've got to do next year, but I have so much happening at the beginning of next year. And it's like, nope, take this time to relax because if you don't do it now, it's going to be a while before you can do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's dig in here. Uh, those of uh, you who have been listening to the previous two episodes or the previous two lessons, uh, you'll find, I think what you're going to find today, these are very revealing as well. So, Anthony, I'm going to begin by telling you, uh, sharing what Bruce Lee says. And uh, lesson three is all about learning. Oh, my God. How much yeah. can we talk about about learning? How how important That's a series it is in itself, isn't it? Yes, how important it is. How it never stops. You know, I I, I laugh at people when they say, "Well, you know, I've been doing hair for twenty five years. I don't really need to go back to class." <laughs> and I go, oh. "You know, you have to understand that our industry changes. It runs in cycles, but it also changes." So, and the language changes. I mean, that's what's happening now for those of us in my generation is that the new language, because in this industry, when a new generation takes over, they take some of the traditional behaviors that we've done, they rename them, and now it becomes new language. And sometimes you'll say, well, I don't know what you mean by that. As a person in this industry, as long as you're in this industry, I believe it's continual learning. And I think learning is what excites us. So let's see what Bruce Lee says. He says, use only that which works and take it from any place you can find it. Bruce Lee. I think that is really a great opening to talking about learning and um, and where you can get learning where well, where do you Definitely. go for it why don't you give me your perspective on that okay so like you've mentioned we should be consistently learning it's not and, and it's the same with any profession you don't um see a doctor that does their, their medical degree or their surgical residency and they stop you know they have um, continuing education and in fact they have to do a certain amount of continuing education hours right now, our profession doesn't require that depending on where you are. And I definitely hear in Australia, there is no requirement to do any continuing education. Once you've finished your apprenticeship or your certificate three, you are a hairdresser and that's it. You can keep doing the same thing for the rest of your career. Yes. Is that what you want to do though? I think it's important to constantly be exposed to new things. Uh, as you said, it, it, it sometimes it's only a change in terminology. Uh, as we've spoken about before, it can be a change in 
application of techniques, you know, they become more refined, they become more modernized. So the same thing we were doing, uh, for example, this week, I just cut my wife's hair and I cut a firefly, which wow. is a, 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 it's a haircut that's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. But Trevor Sorby, right? Trevor Sorby, um, I think, or Vidal and Trevor. Christopher Booker of the El Sassoon then. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's one of my favorite haircuts to do because it's, it's so adaptable and so modernized, uh, easy to modernize. And and that's what we did. So it's not that we did anything that was like groundbreakingly new, but we just tweaked it a bit, changed lengths, changed angles, made it a little asymmetrical, looks very in fashion and very now. So I, I think it's that constant change and adaptation that we do and we need to learn that. And where does that come from? Well, it comes from our surroundings. Uh, now we have social media. So that is a big, big influence on what we yes. see out there and what, what's happening. And I, I know people can be very hesitant to to go to places like YouTube, but there are some great people sharing some very interesting stuff on YouTube. And right. sure, it's it's not... It's not going to replace uh, an apprenticeship or um, a, a beauty school or something like that, but there can be great inspiration techniques, refinements, refreshing, all, all sorts of things come from that. I, I know myself, uh, I don't know what you guys call it there, but we have, you know, the caps you do for frosting or highlighting streaking. Right. Um, I remember I, now I've been hairdressing for a long time. Um, always use those. They're a painful thing to have put on and, and to use and that, but the results are great in the right situation. I watched the YouTube and learned how to put them on properly. It's like, I've been doing this for 30 odd years and I'm finally learning how to use this properly from YouTube. Wow. It's amazing. So you, you need to really take the inspiration where you can find it and wherever it comes. And that may be uh, from, from YouTube, from attending workshops. So of course, there's nothing that's going to replace... Uh, as, as much as digital education, and we've mentioned this before, is at the forefront of what's happening now and going forward, nothing replaces that hands-on, face-to-face education. Right. And I think it's important to expose yourself to as many different things as you can because everything has flaws. You know, as great as the Sassoon system of cutting is, there are things in it that are not suited for everybody, uh, whether you want to call them a flaw or not. One is it's a time-consuming process. To do a precision haircut is time-consuming. Yes. Does the client know the difference between a good haircut and a great haircut? Not usually. Not usually. But, you're right. Uh, but for us, and, and having been a precision haircutter for a long, long time, it took me uh, the greater part of my career to get from that to become a more freehand sculpting abstract cutter. Uh, and it's given me in the last, oh, say, 15 years, uh, more freedom and more excitement back into doing what I do because I can do something that I, I goes by feeling more than by a, a rigid approach to doing it. But I needed that background and that strength in that precision cutting to be able to adapt it to do what I do now. So it's, it's, it's yeah, everything has flaws and holes, uh, whether it be the lack of that intimacy of that one-on-one -on -one with a face-to-face -face class to being in a face-to-face -face group where obviously there's, we still have restrictions and that, not as many though, in, in the size of groups and things like that. So everything has 
it's pluses and minuses, I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, Anthony, my wife says there's a difference between learning a haircut and learning a haircutting method. Yes. And I think the, 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 the most important thing about learning a system is that it does give you the foundation so that when you go to freehanding, I mean, you can actually, there's supposed to be continuity in the shape. I mean, yes. remember, disconnection in our lines has not, it's not new. It's been done. Oh. We've been doing it for years now. But the purpose in disconnection when you're cutting hair is that even if you were to expand the hair off the head shape, there would still be some sort of continuity in why it was done. Exactly. And I think you get that from understanding a system. Then you get the freehand after you have a system because you're not able to think about why you're going to do it this way. And I think some of our newer stylists in our industry missed the foundation. And so now they're trying to do the freehand. And so they'll watch somebody on YouTube, say, for example, do a channel cut, right, with their shears. Yep. And then they'll go, oh, that's easy. And they'll, they'll go in there and they'll go, oops, what happened to that section of hair? Oh, what did I do? You know, because that, they didn't understand that there's a system to that. Even though you're freehanding it, there is a system. Exactly. And just going back to my wife's haircut, I did that all with a razor. And yes. I think that's where if you don't have that strong foundational knowledge, it's easy to pick up a razor and cut. It's very easy to totally destroy a cut with it as well. So that foundation, knowing what's going to happen if I elevate and what the hair in a certain way, what's going to happen if I bring it from the head at 45, at 90, or if I over um, direct it to 180, uh, having that solid knowledge of what happens and how you manipulate hair, then yeah, it gives you that freedom to do things which are always in the back of your mind. It's always there, that knowledge is there and it's just how you apply it differently. Right, I know that. Uh when uh, years ago when we were doing layer cutting or shags if you will yep everything was pulled at 180 degrees yeah there was a guide set on top everything pulled to 180 degrees and cut off and that worked on some heads of hair it didn't work on every head of hair because you have to think about the head shape you know if at the top of the occipital it started to really tuck away from you and you put those layers in you would have a visual line in that lower portion of the head shape and you'd go, how in the heck am I going to get rid of it? Well, guess what? You're probably not because, you know, you're, those are two different sections of the head. And uh, that's why it's important to understand the basics like, you know, section one, section two, section three, the nape, the sides, uh, the, the upper top of the occipital, the vertex of the head, and the top of the head, understanding all three of those sections and understanding the rounds in the head, you know, because the head curves and it changes. And that's where overdirection becomes a real, your enemy, if you want to get the hair to fall in a specific place, if you overdirect it, it's not going to fall there. <laughs> it's going to fall away somewhere else. So, uh, that's why constant learning is important because if people are still doing that similar haircut that they've done for years, they're not achieving the results on every client. They just automatically or not. It's like, 
uh, the new haircut, the wolf. Have you seen that in Australia? I, I the, have seen that. The yes. wolf cut. So, you know, that's really an adaptation of the shag, which was an adaptation of the Italian top, which, you know, that's the kind of generations that followed through. Uh, but unless you know how to texturize, and unless you understand head shape, doing a wolf haircut is probably not going to look that attractive. It's going to, you know, but the hair is going to be hard to deal with. So. Exactly. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> as we've said, you know, things, there's nothing really new. Terminology changes, names change. Right. I, I like to think that there's, there's about five haircuts that create the fundamentals of what we do. Right. And everything is based on adaptations and changes with fashion and style on those. Right. So if you haven't mastered those basics or even learned the basics, just watching someone do, like you said, a wolf cut and not understanding what happens when they're doing what they're doing. Cause you know, the, 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 what you, when you replicate what you see, if you don't understand why they're doing it, you can replicate and create a bad haircut because as we've mentioned, head shape is so, so important. Yes. And yeah, so it's, again, that's the floor of digital learning. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that uh, sometimes we, we think we've accomplished all the learning we need to do and there's no more homework after we graduate. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I have homework every day I have to do. <laughs> Because it, it it's part of your life. That's it. Yeah, it's Very part of your so. life. You know, techniques are not going to happen automatically. You're going to have to practice those techniques. That's one of the things that we always say in our classes is don't go with this technique and start doing it tomorrow just because you learned it today. Go home and practice this technique. You can practice on mannequin heads. You know, they don't complain until you feel that you have it perfected. You know, because you've seen people do that, right? They go to a class, they pay their oh. money for the training, they learn a haircut, a haircut, and then they go back and the next day they go, I'm going to cut that on the first client. I don't care who she is. I'm doing that haircut because I paid for it. And uh, then in the middle of it, they go, uh-oh, what happened? I didn't, I forgot that one part because they didn't have time to digest it and reflect upon it and make it part of who they are. And uh, that's why learning is so important. It's never ending. And uh, actually, I would feel disappointed if I didn't learn something new every day. And it doesn't have to exactly. be necessarily about hair. <clears throat> it could be about many different things, which actually helped me in my career. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that we need to... To grow, we need to also learn our people skills. We talk about technique all the time. We're talking about hairdressing. But people skills is something else we need to learn. Uh, most definitely. I think. Do you think that things run in cycles? I, I know we spend a lot of time at one stage perfecting our technical skills. And then we went into a cycle where we were spending a lot of our focus on customer service. Right. And the technical skills start to slip. Yes. And rather than constantly learning broadly, we tend to, as an industry, tend to focus on one aspect and we forget the others. Right. Right. And that's, that's the challenge because what happens is then 
is that you're always on an imbalance. You're never yes. balanced. You know, the goal is that your interactive skills with people, because we're in that business, we're in the business of, uh, as you say, we are in the business of, uh, you know, people business. That's what we do. We do haircuts and we do hair colors and all that, but we're in the people business. So it's we have to have good interactive skills, but we also need to have good technical skills as well because that will help us accelerate our growth and our success in this industry. But I think sometimes there's people that have been in the industry a long time that are setting at an imbalance, have always been at an imbalance. And that's why it's hard for them to get out of where they are or to yeah. change or to grow or to actually Very even much. be able to see something more broadly. Hmm. You know, but uh, you can learn skills from wherever you go. I think you and I've had this conversation. I mean, you want to learn a good interactive skills, go to one of the best restaurants that you know of and let them demonstrate for you what it is to make someone feel that they're very, very special. Yes. This is a, um, a conversation we had over, over Christmas. It was, we were talking about restaurants and uh, I forget who it was. It was somebody at the table saying how they'd just been to this restaurant and the waiter took the entire table's order without writing it down <laughs> and came back and everybody got the right meal. There was no problems. And it was, they were just amazed. And it's like, well, it's a learned skill. Right. And it's what he does day in, day out. So you expect him to be very good at what he does. Right. Um, but that impresses people. And, and it's the same with us. We, we need to learn the skills we need to learn, practice yes. them day in, day out, and it will impress people. Right. Right. Well, I think that's what uh, Bruce Lee, not speaking for him, but I think that's what he meant in this statement. You know, um, yep. you know, use only what works, take it from any place you can find it. So we can learn things from other places than just hairdressing, you know, and those skills we can develop. And we have to realize that we're never going to be the person that, you know, we, we want to become who we are, not who teaches us. You know, when yes. someone teaches you and they they they're your they're your mentor or whatever, you know, you take from them what you can, and then once it's processed, it's you now. You yes. own it, and it comes out of you differently anyway. And it should. You don't want to be a a replication of your mentor. That's right. Mental. You you want That's to right. take and integrate. Yeah. So I think that uh, learning is very, very important. Any other thoughts on learning that you want to share? It's uh, just thinking about the, the second part of the quote, second quote within that learning group. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. Here it goes. All right. Adopt what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is specifically your own. Yes, which is what we've just said. Um taking that from a mentor or an educator or whoever it is that you're learning from and integrating it and rejecting what's no good for you. Uh, and that's necessarily no good for you. What doesn't may not work for you. I, I think as an educator, that's the, the hardest thing I get to convey to people. When you're sitting in a workshop that I'm facilitating is to put aside everything you may have learned or your own preconceptions about whatever it is I, I'm 
um, I'm teaching and just let what I'm saying and what we're doing wash over you and absorb it. And then when you're finished, take that and integrate what worked for you from it and make it part of your system. As we said, you know, systems, all systems are flawed, but if you have a system that is no system and you just take what works for you and integrate it and it becomes your own personal system, then the flaws and the holes in it diminish. Right. So as we've said, you know, different, um, different schools, like whether it be Sassoon's or dry cutting or, or any of these sort of systems, as far as cutting goes, they all have their positives and negatives. And I, I tend to now, like I said, I do more of a sculpted freehand type cutting, right. but it, it, it's an amalgamation of, of many, many different things I've learned. And, and there's some things that uh, either I don't have the dexterity or something to do. So they're, they're techniques that I just can't use. There are techniques that really sit within my style aesthetic that and razor cutting me one of those that I can really focus on and run with and become a large part of what I do. Uh, so it's, it's, it's important to, you know, take what you can. Right. And, and sometimes, sometimes you have to let things go. Um, we, we tend to, there's a school of thought out there that we should focus on our, our weaknesses. Uh, and I, I'm very, very, it was something I probably did for a while, but I, I now feel the freedom by instead of focusing on my weaknesses, focusing on my strengths and building on those. At the right. end of the day, I am never going to be a, uh, a formal hairstylist. So I am not going to be able to create these magnificent updos. Uh, I am no Martin Parsons. Um, you, know, you know, it's just not within me. I don't have the dexterity. I don't have the finesse. So as much effort as I put into learning that, I'm never going to be as proficient as I could be. Oh, but you as know. far as cutting and coloring hair goes, I can run with that. I have the yeah. I have the interest. I have the the knowledge. I've, I, I'm willing to put the time in to do and and be successful in that. And they're the only two things I focus on now. Right. So um, sometimes, yeah, don't focus on what you, you know. It's it's important to have the basic skills because there are foundational skills in that. Right. But they're not the the be all and end all. You know, I think sometimes we can be far more successful focusing and running with what we are good at than focusing on what we're not good at. Well, we'll definitely gain confidence much sooner if we yes. do that, right? But uh, exactly. I laughed when you said dr formal dressing of hair. You know, for me, it was just being able to put the chignon in the right place so that it didn't look like a tumor on the head, so that it actually looked <laughs> like it had a shape. Or, or so, so many pins that it sends off a metal detector. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, they to hold there somehow. That's right. So uh, it is focusing on your strengths first is a great way to build confidence. And then if you've got other areas that you want to improve upon, you can do that. You know, that I think is all part of, first of all, discovering what your strengths are. And, yeah. you know, we all have. I think that we all have things we those of us who do a lot of different services we have those services that are really our strongest services and actually mm. usually you can track that in your business yeah. if you look at your year end you'll probably see that if you are a colorist you didn't do that many haircuts in relationship to how many colors you did yeah and so it's a great way to find out where your strengths are and where your passion is you know it's interesting when we talk about that is because 
you know, you have to know what do you love to do? And when someone says to me, I do everything, I kind of go, well, wait a minute. What do you really love? Because if you don't know what you really love, it's really hard for you to grow that that portion of your of your career. So yeah. anyway, I think you're absolutely correct there. And I think it's a great piece of advice. Uh, it's contrary to what uh, a lot of people say. They always say, you know, build up your weak spots. Well, I agree. You can strengthen your weak areas, but some sure, people just... I, I, I don't say don't strengthen them, yes. but don't make that your focus. Right. Uh, you know, and especially if you want longevity, you know, if I had to keep focusing on doing, putting hair up, <laughs> I would probably just quit. Yeah. Uh, so now I, I just focus on doing what I do and doing it the best of my ability. And, and sometimes, you know, going back to where you're learning, like I remember the first time I learned a wet, a wet balayage technique from YouTube. Uh -huh. And like you said, the client, first client that come in that wanted the balayage, wanted that sort of look, I thought, perfect. I've learned this technique and I, I applied it. And by the time I'd finished, it turned into a color correction because she went from a wet balayage to a full scalp bleach. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. There's a difference to being in person and watching something on YouTube. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm talking about a while ago where there probably wasn't the effort put into producing the YouTube videos or any of this online learning. So it was like I was really fine right. by the seat of my pants. Now, I, I didn't well, give up though. Yeah, I think I, we I, both we both would agree that digital learning is a great thing, but yep. there's nothing that beats in-person learning. So whatever your budget is for education, make sure some of it is actual in-person learning because you know it's gonna make a huge difference. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. All right. Well, listen, I think this has given them a lot of uh food for thought. And I thank you so much for sharing lesson number three with us, My Anthony. My pleasure. And uh, I hope everyone who's listening has enjoyed today's uh, broadcast. We invite you to follow us. You can follow us on uh, Instagram. You can find me at Real Captain Color. Uh, we invite you to follow or to uh, go to our website, which is www.gurunation.net. Check out our educational page. It's real easy to get there. If you are on Instagram, go to my bio, click the Linktree link. It'll take you right to my Linktree page and take you right to the website. Easy, easy. Or if you see some of our ads, now we have our, our QR code on most of our promotional materials. All you do is take a picture of that. It'll take you immediately to our, uh, to our um, educational page. So we try to make it easy for you. We thank you all for listening. And... Uh, Listen, until we see you again, from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. Anthony, thank you so very much. Thank you, Dennis. Everyone, take care, happy coloring, and we will see you soon. The preceding broadcast was a production of Guru Nation, a brand neutral educational resource for salon professionals around the world.